gentlemen and welcome to episode 17 yes episode 17 of the caesar show just to recap you guys on last week's episode which was episode 16 i addressed nba free agency moves super max deals impressions on you know the nba summer league and a little bit more but now this week we're gonna have another special guest well the same special guest who's been you know on the show a few times Omar Kellerman, can we get a warm round of applause? What's up, Omar? What up, what up? How you doing, man? How you doing? Not bad, I'm living. All right, that, that's that's all I need to know, man. Are you ready to get into these topics? Well, before we get into these topics, let's just address two things outside of basketball, and I think that are pretty prominent. The first thing I want to address is OJ Simpson. OJ, so OJ just got parole so he'll be out i think in october i don't know what what the dates are but he'll be out he's gonna be a free man once again i feel like oj's gotten the most second chances out of any black person in america it's wild like i wish everyone got as many second chances as oj simpson has got and it's just kind of funny with uh jay-z addressing oj on his album with the story of OJ and OJ saying he's not black, he's OJ. Well, hopefully him going through the system and understanding, you know, race does play a factor. Hopefully he understands that now and uh, he's more of a full human being. But I don't know. Did you see, did you watch any of the testimony? Uh, I was actually working out at the gym, so I didn't get a chance to see. I saw it through on the TV, but at the gym it's muted. But um, so he went to prison in what, like 2009, something like that? Oh, seven. Oh, seven. And that was for an armed robbery he planned and he was trying to get back his Heisman trophy, correct? Yeah, he said he didn't feel like he was stealing it because it belonged to him. (laughs) In a way, it did belong to him. But did they have to essentially, you know, sell his memorabilia how do you pronounce it memorabilia 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 so they had to sell it for his case or like why did they sell it i think he might have sold it just for to have he was having monetary problems and he just sold it to get his funds up maybe i don't know the full story but obviously armed robbery is not a joke and that's why he's been incarcerated for almost a decade definitely at the end of the day like you sold it bro like it's okay. It's okay. Um, and he did get what he deserved. And, you know, if it's within the legal system that he can go on parole, then I don't have a problem with it. Uh, well, we all know what he did, but at the end of the day, that's not my problem. And, you know, karma will come back to bite you, so we're going to see how that how that pans out. Yeah, we'll see. OJ with the second chances. OJ with the second chances. 
Next topic before we get into today's hot topics, Colin Kaepernick. Now, Michael Vick came on The Undisputed the other day and basically said that Colin Kaepernick needs to cut his hair. What, what, what else was he talking about? Like, can you dive into that? So pretty much he was, uh, he was actually on Jason Whitlock's show and Jason Whitlock has said a lot of uh, things about race in America that he pretty much just sounded like Samuel L. Jackson and Django. I'll let y'all figure that out. Uncle that Tom out. guy. He's an Uncle Tom guy. Um, but pretty much he went on his show and he was like, Colin Kaepernick needs to cut his afro if he wants to be accepted, if he, if he wants to get another job in the NFL as a, as a quarterback. And I don't know. I just don't. I don't agree with that because I don't think Colin Kaepernick's done anything wrong. Um, Mike Vick cut his braids off. He used to have the straight backs, as you call them, before he went to jail. Roof, roof. But he did something wrong. He's killing pit bulls. He's fighting pit bulls. Like, he committed a crime. He did his time, and then he cleaned up. He, quote-unquote, cleaned up his image by, you know what I'm saying, getting the straight edge cut, which is fine. But this. Kaepernick need to do any of that? I don't think so. I think Kaepernick is allowed to express himself any way he wants to because he hasn't done anything wrong thus far. He was just protesting, which is a First Amendment right. Definitely. Like you said, he didn't do anything wrong. He's had a clean image. He hangs around great people. He's just a generally good guy. And we, you know, we were built off of protesting in America, like you said. So I don't see any problems with that. And if he wants to have a fro, especially in the NFL, he can do that. So Michael Vick has no right to talk about anything like what, like what you say. He has no right to talk about anything when this dude has, you know, been convicted of a felony. Now, there was something interesting that Stephen A. Smith, not Stephen A. Smith, I'm sorry, guys, that Skip Bayless did say. And Skip Bayless, you know, basically agreed with Shannon Sharp and the orchestrator who's on the show. But he was like... The only reason why he kind of agrees with, you know, what Michael Vick said was because basically in hindsight, he was just saying, like, there's a lot of, you know, old, rich, white owners. And he think that would be a good thing to do because, you know, these old people are still racist. I mean, that's definitely a fact. Like, it's definitely a good old boys club of owners. Um but o- Odell's got his hair going. Like, there's there's different ways that these players are still human at the end of the day, you know? They, they should be able to express themselves. And, like, there's so many rules when it comes to the NFL, whether it be, like, your jersey. Like, you got to wear certain socks. Your socks got to be at a certain height. You can't wear more than two tones on your cleats. Like, it's just absurd. Like, let the man uh, wear his hair however he wants. Like, I understand that some people may be against his protest or may feel a certain type of way but i mean the nfl houses uh rapists murderers it houses uh people who have committed domestic violence so like compared to that kaepernick hasn't done anything you know and i just think it's obviously unfair definitely and i feel like it's 2017 like the millennials are leading the future i feel like you shouldn't be judged on what you have on your skin the type of hairstyle you have if i i what i'm trying to say is i'm gonna be the person you know if i ever am in you know a higher you know 
predicament where I'm in a managerial role, I'm going to judge someone on their intellect, their character, and what they bring to the table. For sure. And just to just to cap it off here, um, Dan Orlowski, last seen with the Lions as a backup. I think he was out of the league last year. He just got signed as a backup. He ran out of the backfield and scored a, his own safety on his own team the last play he was in the NFL. If this guy is getting signed... And guys like Mark Sanchez are getting signed, then, you know, just do the math. We know what's really going on. Definitely, definitely. I agree with you 100%. Now that we addressed that, ladies and gentlemen, let's go into today's hot topics. The first topic I want to talk about with the NBA is the Summer League recap. Now, normally I'm not really a fan of the Summer League, but once they started implementing this tournament, it really made me want to watch it more and the fact that i think this is i agree with d way when he said this is one of the best draft classes since probably 03 with all this talent really made me want to watch it and i just have to say that i was pretty impressed more so impressed with lonzo ball so far you know after that subpar first game he's really lived up to the hype he ended up being mvp and he averaged 16 points, nine assists, seven rebounds, two and a half steals, and one block. Like, that's crazy. I He had the most assists ever, right? The most assists ever? Most assists, average the most assists ever in, in summer league history. That's that's crazy. Um, he, he was just stellar, you know. I'm going to kind of go forward and come back to Lonzo Ball. What other players did you find, you know, that lived up to the hype or who impressed you in the summer league? Well, okay, so there's two players and we kinda we kinda touched on Dennis Smith before we got on here. Dennis Smith, mm-hmm. point guard for the Mavs, he can jump out of the gym. This man, I don't know, he's like six one maybe. Six it's one, ex- yeah. It's exciting to see him jump from I don't from wherever and just be able to dunk. He had a missed dunk that was more exciting than oh, a lot yeah. of people even made dunks. But uh, he was knocking down threes. He'll, he reminds me a little bit of Steve Francis or Baron ah, Davis. Interesting. Um, so I think he's going to be a player to watch. I think the Mavs are going to let him go this season. That, that's going to be fun to watch. And then another one was Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. For the Jazz, he averaged like over 25 points. And he was kind of a surprise because he, was, he wasn't a top 10 pick, but... He's like a stocky combo guard who right, right. They'll they'll need next season with Hayward gone. So, those two players definitely back back to Dennis Smith Jr. I kind of see a young D Rose in him a little bit. Young D Rose with the Baron Davis. I can see the whole Baron Davis, you know, analogy or whatever. But I I I hope he can just you know control his body because we saw with Derrick Rose he really didn't control how he used as how he uses athleticism and that kind of led to his demise so i think you're right i think you know when dallas starts when that when the dallas mavericks start you know the regular season i think he's going to be their starter but don't do they still have seth curry i think they still have seth curry they still have yogi farrell who played in the summer league uh, as well but i think i think they're gonna let this kid go because he looked pretty impressive yeah i think he's ready uh obviously i was impressed with jason tatum he reminds me of a young mellow slash paul pierce and i think he's gonna make an immediate impact what about you i uh, yeah i think he did pretty well too i just think the celtics have kind of a log jam there at the 
three position with Jalen Brown. Now they got Hayward. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, I'm blanking. Uh, what was it? Brad Stevens. Sorry. Brad, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how Brad Stevens kind of figures out those lineups. Yeah, another guy I like from UNC, Justin Jackson, who played alongside De'Aaron Fox on the Sacramento Kings. I think he's going to be a nice little role player. Big for- fan of De'Aaron Fox. I like uh, If you watch any of his interviews, I like the way he carries himself. He's a smart. You can tell he's a high-intellect guy. Definitely, definitely. So that's going to be interesting. Going back to Lonzo Ball, with what we've seen you know, him do in the summer league, do you think that that it's going to get translated into the NBA and also do you feel like he can attract free agents next year so I think uh next season he's gonna kind of be put on display but I think he's gonna he has the pieces around him to be able to attract more free agents to LA and LA is like a nice place to go play and they have a good fan base so it's already attractive so you got someone like Lonzo who Passes the ball, gets teammates involved. They'll be, they'll be well off next season. Also, I wanted to touch on Kyle Kuzma. Oh yeah, I was about to talk about that. Go ahead, go ahead. Kyle Kuzma, steal. He was a steal. He's a steal. Was he part of the draft? Like when the Lakers traded Mozgov and D'Angelo Russell for a draft pick, was that the draft pick they picked up? I think that yeah, I think so. I think that might have been the twenty seventh pick they took him with, and he's. He looked like he should have gone higher because 6'10 can shoot the three, handle the ball. Like Him and Lonzo look good together. They already got a good chemistry going. Definitely. I like that young core, Ingram. I think Ingram's going to have a breakout year. Probably average like 20 points per game. Julius Randle's just getting better and better. Brooke Lopez expanding his game. He can shoot the trade ball. And they, they got, who did they sign? Caldwell? KCP, yeah. KCP at the two. Two-way player that can shoot. They're going to be all right. Now, will they make the playoffs? No, but I think they're going to be in the hunt for the eighth seed, maybe get the ninth or tenth. Yeah, the, the West is pretty stacked, so I don't I don't know if I see them making the playoffs, but they'll, they'll definitely have a ten-win difference from last season. I think Lonzo can bring that. Definitely. Now, like, yeah, I'm a fan of D'Angelo Russell, but, you know, when, when Magic, you know, basically said he's not a leader, Watching Lonzo play now, now I know what he meant. Like, Lonzo just leads by example, has no problems. He takes all the heat that gets passed to him from his dad. So, they're going to look good. And I think, I agree with you. I think they, they're definitely going to, if they show a little bit of promise, if they can be, you know, at least a 10 seed or higher, 8 to 10 seed, I think he's definitely going to get two free agents. And they just obviously got to get rid of Lou Aldane's contract. And I think they may have. 40 plus million dollars in cap space so they can go get two max players and there's rumors that you know lebron's agents been talking to magic johnson so do you think lebron's gonna be up there so actually my barber just told me that lebron's son got into a private school in la so that that's adding more fuel to uh the fire i guess and i i could see lebron maybe you know what i mean the window's closing in Cleveland, and they had a bad offseason, and LeBron's not the biggest fan of Dan Gilbert, who's a Cavs owner, and uh, this would be the perfect out. He already got he already got the Cavs a chip. He did what he's supposed to do, brought a chip to Cleveland, and now, like, the future is his. He wants to build a media company, so LA's the perfect, you know, setting for that. So, LeBron, if you hear this, hit me up, man. 
I'm up and coming director, good writer. I got some heat on the way. <laughs> Anyways, like what you just said, we're going back into the whole LeBron frustration. Yeah, basically him and Kyrie are very frustrated on the Cavs offseason moves. You know, they fired, what's their GM's name? They fired David Griffin. David Griffin, when he was trying to put some strings together to get either Jimmy Butler or Paul George. And I, I don't really know why they fired him. Apparently, there was two, two, and two different ideas of how, you know, their organization should move forward. And, 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 you know, when he got fired, I was a little upset because I thought he did a terrific job to, you know, get the cast to compete, especially with that young roster and Italian, a, a, a acquiring, I'm sorry, all these talented players to, you know, play around LeBron. Um, but the show must go on. And then when I heard they were going to get Chauncey Billups, I got pretty excited. I'm like, all right, this is a, you know, a Hall of Fame type of player, you know, who led the Pistons 4-1 against the Lakers. Very high IQ, and I think he would do a great job, especially from a from being a former player. From you know, I felt like he would have been good at acquiring personnel, and I feel like him pitching to other players and talking to other GMs. I think he could have made some moves happen, but they try to lowball this guy, only give him about what 1.4, 1.5 million dollars, and like, come on, Dan Gilbert, you're you're a billionaire, like. You can give them. You can toss them three to five million dollars. Cut them off some. Some cut that check, man. Cut that. G give them the bag. Give them the bag. You know. Man. <laughs> Moving on, the Cavs did happen to acquire Jeff Teague. Now, do you think this brings them closer? Do you think Jeff Teague can add something? Do you think Jeff Teague still has something left in his small tank? The Cavs got Jeff Teague. Yeah. It did. I thought the Timberwolves got Jeff Teague. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not Jeff Teague. What is his name? He went to Georgetown. Jeff Green. Jeff Green. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Jeff Green. Nah, I don't think. <laughs> I think. I don't know why they fell for the Jeff Green trick. Uh, I don't think he has much left, to be honest. Yeah. And yeah, we'll see how that goes. I, I feel like Tyron Lue's probably not even gonna play him that much. He he didn't even utilize Derrick Williams in the playoffs. And I and I felt like Derrick Williams could have been that little energizer buddy off the bench, but maybe he saw something I don't. Then again, he is the coach getting paid, so I can't say anything. I'm just that spectator from the outside. But there are rumors that Derrick Rose is having serious talks with the Cavs. And, you know, it's crazy because Derrick Rose had this little drama earlier in the season when he just randomly departed from the team and didn't even tell him where he was going. It was a family issue. And also, towards the end of the year, he tore his meniscus yet again. But he did average 18, 4 and 4, and shot 47% from the field. And it was crazy because he asked for what he was trying to get a five year, $150 million contract. And right now, he's only getting offered $2 million from the Cavs. What are your thoughts on that? And if he does go to the Cavs, what can he bring to the table? And does this bring him closer to the Warriors? I think it's so... The Derrick Rose story just... It makes me upset, kind of sad, because he was MVP of the league, and now he's, you know, probably going to be... Uh, He'll be a solid bench player for a contender. Bench player now. That's crazy. Crazy. But 
Uh, I think it would be kind of a wash between him and D-Will. I don't know. D-Will played absolutely terrible in the finals. So if Rose can bring anything more than D-Will did, that would be uh, a cherry on top, honestly. And th they just need someone to carry that load when, I guess, either Kyrie or LeBron goes out. They need someone else who can get a bucket. Go and get a bucket. Yeah. Well, first of all, even though Derrick Rose had his injury problems and We'll see how, first of all, we'll see how healthy he can last. You know, I feel like coming off the bench may be the best thing for him with the Cavs, being on minute restriction. Um, but I definitely think that's going to be an upgrade from from Darren Williams. Darren Williams is very slow. And I feel like with Rose's attacking ability in his mid-range game, he can come off the bench and give Golden State, you know, a run for their money. But we'll see how that pans out. I kind of wish they still got Jamal Crawford. That would have been a good playmaker, you know, because you got a guy that can get his own buckets and is a great shooter and can get other people involved. But D. Rose really can't shoot the three, so we're gonna see how that pans out. Didn't didn't uh, Crawford go to the Timberwolves? Yeah, Crawford went to the Timberwolves. Timberwolves are gonna be all right, man. Yeah, um, which makes you think if D. Rose is gonna take this two million dollars, why ain't he go to my team? Why ain't he go to San Antonio Spurs? Like. I wouldn't mind him since Tony Parker's probably not going to come back till sometime next year. I wouldn't mind him being the starter. Atlanta Patty Mills come off the bench. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's mutual <laughs> there's mutual interest there, but um, I don't know. I've seen Rose linked to like the Bucks. Bucks would be tough. Bucks so would be tough. I don't I don't know where he's going. I hope he does sign somewhere though. I'd I'd love to see him suit up and I, play. I just. And relive some of those glory year moments because he, he still has those moments in him, but like he just can't do it play after play. I feel like if he's smart and he's and he's gonna take that much money, go to San Antonio. San Antonio is known to take players who are past their prime and mold them into this system and preserve their 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 health. So, well, we'll see. Um, just it's just crazy. I still feel like he can be a starter, but the fact that he's injury prone as a GM and as a coach, I'm not trusting that. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I he's definitely a bench player at this point, but me and you both, we both want him back in the league. We I would love to see him get a chip, so definitely go play for a contender. You know, I got his shoes from back in the day. You had his shoes from back in the day. <laughs> Like we're both, we're we're just D Rose fans and yeah. we, we want to see him do well. So hopefully, hopefully he doesn't go to the Bucks because I don't see them winning a ship this season. It seems like shooters are the ones who are the real breadwinners because Kyle Corver got a pretty nice contract, and then you look back at D Rose, you're just like, really? But I don't know. Yeah, shooting will keep you in the league a long time. Shoot will keep you in the league, man. I wish my dad was like Levar Ball. I'll be like a J.J. Reddick type of player. J.J. Reddick got paid, too. J.J. Reddick got paid, man. That's crazy. Moving on, man. The whole mellow drama. Basically, you know, they got rid of Phil Jackson, and their first priority was they were like, all right, we're not going to buy out Mello's contract, but we are going to try to trade him. So Houston... You know, with Daryl, Daryl Morey, is that his name? Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey, you know, great GM. He's like, yo, I'm trying to compete with Golden State now. And I feel like with one more piece, we can probably do it. So 
Chris Paul goes there, and then Melo gets, you know, Chris Paul, the whole Banana Boat crew, they're all cool together, Melo and all that. So I was thinking, you know, I was under the impression that Melo was going to get traded there by now, but they stopped the trade. And right now, I feel like the reason they stopped the trade is I don't necessarily think they want to build for build around well build not well it's obviously building around Porzingis now but I don't I don't think they really want him there I just think more so all right Phil Jackson basically dehumanized this guy and basically cut off his his words so I feel like they want to have him on the team at least till all-star break and then trade him to get more assets yeah also they yeah just the asset part I don't think uh Houston can really give them the assets they're looking for because if you look at the salary cap, Houston would probably send back Ryan Anderson and a couple of these other like no-name players just to make the salary match up. And that wouldn't really do much for the Knicks. Uh, and then if you look at the Cavs, I guess they would have to trade Kevin Love. But I don't know if that would be like even a good move for the Knicks because what is Kevin Love going to do for them now? <laughs> you know, they're trying to build for the future. So, uh, I, I get I get where the, the Knicks are coming from, but I really want to see this move happen where Melo goes to the Rockets and... Or, or if Melo goes to the Trailblazers, you saw CJ McCollum. I was just put up about that. to talk to you about that. So before I get right into the whole Trailblazers campaign for Melo, yeah, I would love to see Melo on the Rockets because I feel like if Melo's on the Rockets with that up-tempo style of basketball, we're going to see Olympic Melo. And and definitely you said he he's probably going to have to get traded for Ryan Anderson. I'm taking that. I mean, I know Ryan Anderson's a slightly better three-point shooter, but Melo's more versatile, and I feel like he's going to be a little bit better. And I feel like his best position is at the four. Um, so I think he's definitely going to... He's not going to be a Nick by the time this season. By the time the season's at least over by All Star break, I don't think he's going to be a Nick. He's either going to get his contract bought out or he's going to be a part of the Houston Rockets. Mark my words. Now moving on to what you just said. Yeah, CJ and Damian Lillard just campaigned to get him there. Now I wouldn't mind seeing that. What about you? I think that would be a nice little squad. Uh, obviously, their backcourt is solid with Dame and CJ, and they just got Yusuf Nurkic. Nurkic. Who- who unfortunately had a leg injury last playoffs, but he uh, looked good. The couple games you saw him play with the Blazers, they definitely look like a good fit. So add Melo to that, you know, that's, I don't know. You, oh. That's a pretty good squad in the West. Yeah, I, I think it's good in theory, at least on paper, but I just feel like I know Harden and, and CP3 are ball dominant, but at least they look to get their players involved. And when I see CJ and Dame, oh, CJ, CJ and Dame, I don't really see that. Yeah, because I, I don't know if they have had the – I'm not going to pass the ball to Al Farouk Aminu more than eight <laughs> times a game, you know. If you got a mellow, you're going to pass him the ball a little more. That's true. But um, obviously I think I would want to see Melo more on the Rockets just because I feel like Melo on the Rockets – they would be better than Melo on the Blazers. Like if you if you stack that up against each other, I feel like the Rockets would be have a higher ceiling with Melo. Oh, definitely for sure, for sure, for sure. So, moving on. Now we all know CP3 went to the Rockets, and Blake said it was a no-brainer, you know, resign with no other than the Clippers. But when Doc got interviewed, 
this is what he had to say about CP3's departure and the future for the Clippers. Let's let's take a listen to it. Wow, Doc. I, I think that was shade thrown at Chris Paul. Basically, from what I gained from that, it's basically he said, yeah, you know, Chris Paul is one of the best point guards, but at the same time, he can be a detriment to our team because my the way I envision the team isn't the way the team has been playing. So basically, Doc was saying Chris Paul is too ball dominant, and at the same time, uh, damn, Doc. <laughs> Kind of lost my chain of thought, but, but <laughs> damn, Doc. Yeah, I mean, Doc was obviously throwing shade at Chris, but even beyond that, if you look at Doc's squads, even the Celtics, he does his squads aren't ball movement slashing teams. His squads are ISO ball teams with Rondo was their point guard, like. right? Right, they're ISO ball teams. Like, there's not really much ball movement with his squads. Obviously, the Clippers they had. CP3, who's a ball dominant point guard, but if you look at Doc's past work, it doesn't really ref- reflect what he's saying. So I don't know where he's coming with this. Obviously, I think he was definitely upset about Chris leaving, and most deaf. There's just some drama going on with the Clippers. Yeah, but with that being said, man, if Doc, if Chris Paul held back the Clippers, you know, and Blake Griffin, you know, now he has the official keys to the kingdom. With those acquisitions they had, I would love to see how they actually play next year. I think it could be exciting. What do you think? Well, we got to remember, uh, Blake's Blake's not going to play till maybe like December or February. It depends because he got injured. So, Oh, he won't be healthy for the start of the season? He won't be healthy for the start of the season, so we got to wait on that. Oh, wow. But um, I think it's going to be interesting to see point forward. Uh, Blake. Yeah, like, but, yeah. When, when, I'm sorry for cutting you off. When, when Chris Paul got injured a few years ago and we actually got to see Blake Griffin being a point forward, that was, that was exciting to watch. Yeah, so hopefully he comes back healthy. I think unlocking point forward Blake will be fun for everyone to watch. They also got, uh, Milos Teodosic, who's like a European legend. Great passer. If you've seen any of his highlights on YouTube, great passer. I actually gotta, gotta look that up. Uh, so I think I think they'll be in the playoff hunt still. And they acquired Gallinari, right? Which was a nice steal. Yeah, they got Gallinari who can spread the floor right next to DJ. So and Blake. So where is the starting lineup going to be? Is it who's their starting point guard? So so I think Patrick Beverly. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe or Dot or Dot or Austin Rivers. Uh, so either Beverly Rivers and then maybe Teodosic in there. Who knows? And then Gallinari, Blake, and DJ, which is a very big lineup. So it's going to be interesting to watch for sure. Definitely. Now you can put Blake at the five and mix and match going in small ball because we all know 
DeAndre Jordan cannot shoot free throws. It just bothers me. Like, dude, you're making millions of dollars. Why can't you get a personal trainer to help you who specializes in free throw shooting? You've been playing basketball since you probably came out of your mom's womb. Like, make, yeah. make your free throws. Even if you have to change hands, do something. Yeah, I don't know. He's trying to shoot threes now, too, so who knows? Is he really? Yeah, he's shooting threes now, apparently, according to Jimmy Butler. Oh, man, he better stop that. You saw what happened to Dwight Howard. Once he got on first take and was talking about shooting threes, he got traded to the Hornets. <laughs> he's gone. That's crazy. Last but not least, before we end the show, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to give you guys, you know, barring any injuries, our, our predictions on the top eight teams to go into the playoffs. So I'm going to go first. We're going to go back and forth east and then back and forth west. So for the east, barring any injuries, I got the Cavs being number one. Um, I just feel like last year they kind of took their foot off the gas. And, you know, Kevin Love got hurt for a little bit. J.R. Smith got hurt for a little bit. Shumper had some growing problems. So I feel like they're going to be more healthy and more locked in. And they're going to get the number one seed. And right under them are going to be the Celtics. I just want to see how the Celtics... I would give the Celtics number one. But, you know, when they lost a little bit of their depth, I was a little bit skeptical. So we're definitely going to see how that unfolds. Three, I got the Bucks taking another leap. I'm not sure when Jabari Parker comes back. But Brogdon, Antetokounmpo, Don Maker are showing a lot of promise. Along with Snell, who just got his money re-upped. And Middleton, so we're gonna see how they go, and depending on if they get Derrick Rose, that's gonna be that's gonna be huge. Fourth, Toronto. Toronto's just gonna to be Toronto, and get bumped out the first round. <laughs> Five, Washington Wizards. They haven't necessarily gotten better, and they haven't necessarily got worse. They did lose Bogdanovich, correct? They did lose Bogdanovich. And then you sign. Who did they sign to that max super max deal? Not super max, but a max deal. Otto Porter. Otto Porter. They didn't get any draft picks because they traded to get Morris last year. So I feel like they're basically going to stay afloat the same way. We're going to see how that works out. At six, the 76ers, I have them going that high. I just feel like if they can stay healthy, I just think they're ready to, you know, get the leashes off of them. Seven, I got Miami. Miami showed a lot of promise last year. If Deion Waiters didn't get his ankle hurt, they would definitely be playing, you know, the Cavs last year in the first round and maybe going six games. In eighth, I got Charlotte. What about you? So I actually have the Celtics at one. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think that's a hot take because the Celtics were number one last season in the East and they added Gordon Hayward. Lost Bradley. But they also added Jason Tatum. And I think Brad Stevens is going to figure this out. He's a great coach. Uh, Number two, I got the Cavs. They had an awful (laughs) offseason. They signed Jeff Green. I think maybe one other player who's insignificant. Oh, Calderon. Calderon. (laughs) What are they doing? What are they doing? Just the terrible offseason. But obviously, they still got LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love. So they'll be number two in the East record-wise. Yeah. And then number three, I got the Washington Wizards. Maybe a little bit of a homer pick, but I think Otto Porter... Over the Bucks this year? Yeah, I think Otto Porter is going to step up. Show He's going to have to step up and show his worth. Um, and I think I Bradley Beal will take maybe even another step. He's, he's looking good, man. 
he shoots the ball really well. Uh, number four, I got the Raptors. I like the moves that uh, their GM, Ujiri, made. Um, he picked up uh, Lowry for three more years, Ibaka for three more years, got rid of Damari Carroll's contract, <laughs> and then picked up CJ Miles, who's a shooter. Shoots the three pretty well. Oh, yeah, the they did get CJ Miles. That's that's going to be tough. So I think that was a good pickup for the Raptors. Um, they did pretty well this offseason. And then, and then I have the Bucks. I think Giannis is probably going to be that guy after KD and LeBron. Like, he's going to be, like, that generation. <laughs> ben Simmons. <laughs> I think he's going to be that gen- I think he's going to be that generation's uh, MVP. He looked, he put up incredible stats last season. Definitely. Um, and then to round it out, I think the Heat will probably be number six just because Spolster is just a great coach and I don't know. They got they got a few pieces. I'm I'm becoming a fan of Dion Waiters. De- Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dion Waiters got, got his check, so <laughs> got that check. And I, I feel like he he really has a passion for the game, so uh I think they'll be number six. And then for number seven I got the Sixers sneaking in there. Mm-hmm. I think the East is just that week where like the last couple spots, like you'll have a squad like the Sixers who are so young. Wow. So you so you're telling me that we could potentially see Cavs versus Sixers in the first round. That would be pretty How great exciting. Would that, be? that would be dope. Young young old young Braun versus old Braun. That would be kinda cool. Young, yeah, Ben Simmons versus Le- and and LeBron just tweeted at Ben Simmons, uh, happy twenty first, let's go get a Shirley Temple with a little extra in it. <laughs> but that would be great. And then for the number eight seed, I got either the Pistons or the Hornets. I think I'm going with the Hornets just because they added Dwight Howard, who's not who's not who's not a superstar any longer, but he'll give you at least ten and ten. He'll give you at least ten and ten in a couple blocks. And he's and he's still a, a decent, if not above above decent uh defensive player. Um and then they also got Malik Monk. Well, I yeah. think he's gonna play pretty well this season. Ah, uh, yeah, I got, I gotta see Malik. I didn't really pay attention to him in the summer league. Did he play in the summer league? I don't. I'm not sure. He might have been injured. Oh damn, that sucks. Um, random question before we get to our West, you know, seedings. Do you think? How do you think it would be if Tristan Thompson were swapped with Dwight Howard? So put Dwight Howard on the Cavs mm-hmm. and put Tristan Thompson on. See, I don't know. Like, hopefully, LeBron would be enough to motivate Dwight Howard. And I think he would. I think he do. I think he would do a good job. And knowing that you're going to be in the finals, we're going to see Dwight play. D- I think Dwight's a better defender than Tristan Thompson. A slightly who's a better free throw shooter? Uh, oh, that's uh, a that's a toss up. I feel like, but I feel like Tristan Thompson just has a great motor. But um, what they bring to the game is kind of similar, but maybe Dwight's more intimidating on the de- defensive end. Definitely, I'm more, I would be more intimidated than Dwight. Moving on to the West, number one, I got the Phoenix Suns. Okay, <laughs> y'all know who's number one? Golden State. Definitely Golden State. They basically retained all their players and added Swaggy P, who's about to be even more swaggy and shoot more threes. Um, Number two, San Antonio. I love, absolutely love the addition of Rudy Gay. You know, I'm a little bit delusional just because I'm a Spurs fan. So I got us winning the championship next year, man. Just watch. Blasphemous. (laughs) Number three, I got OKC. I just feel like 
Paul George and Russell Westbrook are just going to, their chemistry is just going to start from the jump like immediately. And I think, you know, they're going to, they're going to be exciting to watch. I think this is what Russell Westbrook always wanted. And I think going into it based on, you know, what you heard from the interview of Paul George, I, I think you're definitely going to, he definitely is slightly deferring to Russell Westbrook. Um, number th- number four, I have Houston only because I feel like, you know, everyone's saying they're two ball dominant, two ball dominant. So I think there's going to be a rough patch for a month or so. And then once they, you know, get their chemistry right, then they're going to take off. But, you know, with the West, when you lose a game or two, then you can drop in the seating. So I think they're going to stay in the fourth seat. Fifth seed, I got Minnesota. You know, I like the moves they made, you know, with Jeff Teague. I know I said earlier Jeff Green. <laughs> Jeff Teague, you know, um, Jamal Crawford off the bench and Jimmy Butler, you know, with another year under Andrew Wiggins and Cat, And, you know, with their coach Thibodeau who preaches defense, that veteran leadership, I think they're going to really take a huge step forward and are going to be a nice team to be reckoned with. Six, I got Portland. Um, did they make any moves? Portland, other than uh, Yusuf picking up Yusuf Nurkic at the yeah. end of last season, I don't know. Definitely, they, they made yeah. any other signings. Yeah, they're, they're definitely with a full season under Nurkic belt in that system. They're gonna make some noise, and they're gonna be exciting to watch. Seven, I have the Clippers, but I'm not quite sure. They could, I could flip them to eight, just because you told me that. Blake Griffin may not be back until what almost December so depending on when he comes back and how the West is looking we'll see if they can pick themselves back up because that is their franchise player and number eight I have Denver Denver was it Jokic 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 he he's tough um and there are just a few games you know from making the playoffs until Russell Westbrook had that crazy ass three-point dagger so yeah those oh, are yeah, my that was picks nuts. so who knows you know maybe if then again I, I have to see how the clippers pan out because if this injury is really serious they might start losing so i may flip them i may i may put you know denver at seven and then the pelicans at eight if they can get their act together but mm-hmm. those are my picks okay so obviously at number one i got the warriors as well mm-hmm. they like you said picked up swaggy p They've also picked up Omri Caspi, who's oh yeah underrated. Underrated. I feel like he flew under the radar, but he's a good three point shooter. Like, That's your cousin, right? <laughs> he's gonna get open looks like in that system, and he's a shooter, so he's gonna be really happy there. They also uh, picked up Jordan Bell in the play. Uh, sorry, in the draft. Who? Oh yeah, the steal of the draft, right? So he's he's gonna be a good, you know defensive five who can you know what i mean get his own on the offensive end as well number two i got the spurs y'all picked up rudy go gay. spurs go y'all go spurs go yeah uh, picked up rudy gay which is a good signing oh uh, uh, yeah Kawhi. that takes a lot of pressure off Kawhi, and rudy gay's been averaging with 18 points or so 18 19 points maybe 20 points his whole career so i think he's gonna He's going to score, and, and Pop's just going to make it easy for him. Yeah, but you guys lost Jonathan Simmons, if I'm correct, which is which is kind of a blow. A I, was, I was so sad when we lost Jonathan Simmons to the Orlando Magic. That was my favorite six, man. Um, you just have a guy who's not afraid of the moment, and when you talk about 
having that it factor. He had that it factor, and I feel like he was just continuing to get better and better. And the way he can, you know, slash the basket, his athleticism, his defensive prowess, his mid-range game. I just thought that Kawhi really is going to miss that running mate. But we're going to see what Rudy Gay does. Yeah, so that's why I got the Spurs at two. But I got the Rockets <laughs> at three. Okay. I think D'Antoni is going to be able to figure out this back court situation with Chris Paul and James Harden and obviously they talked to each other and they wanted to play with each other so I think they'll figure it out and with the with the, how the roster is set right now they have enough shooters and Clint Capella is a rim runner and they have the right pieces right now so barring a mellow trade you know that's a whole another conversation number four I got OKC obviously Russ and Paul George, I think it's going to be fun to watch. I think Paul George is going to be pretty good in that system just because... Oh, he's going to turn up. He's going to he's gonna be a... Per- I feel like he's going to be a perfect wingman for Russ just because he defers a little more than KD. And I think defensively, I would put Paul George over KD. I think. Definitely. And he's what, 6'10"? Six, yeah, 6'9", 6'10". And... Maybe even passing wise, I would give the edge to Paul. George. I think he's a better playmaker than KD. But uh, like obviously, scorer KD has him, shooter KD has him. But I think there's aspects of the game where Paul George may be marginally better. Um, so that's gonna be fun to watch. And then obviously number five, I got the Timberwolves. <laughs> like you said, I like the Jimmy Butler pickup. I didn't like the Jeff Teague pickup that much, you know. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Teague or Ricky Rubio is kind of a wash to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jeff Teague is a former All-Star, so former All-Star. he's, he's going to play his role, I think. But I think more more, more of the pressure is going to be on the new big three and Jimmy, Cat, and Wiggins. Right, so we'll see. we'll see how that turns out. I just think Jeff Teague might be a player where – He's going to take away some touches because Ricky Rubio is such a pass-first point guard and Jeff Teague may be looking for that spot-up three. Who knows? And then at number six, I have the Denver Nuggets, actually. Oh, wow. I like wow. the moves Denver's made. They picked up Paul Millsap. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap's ah. not a slouch. He's still good. They picked him up to go next to uh, Jokic. Who yeah, that's going to be tough. It's a nice little front court there. Uh, nice, slight little 2K team. Yeah. And then they also got, obviously, like, Gary Harris and Jamal Murray. They got they got and Will Barton. They got a nice little... And Moutier, right? Moutier. They got some wing players who can, you know, score. They still got Wilson Chandler? Pass. Still got Wilson Chandler, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they, they, they got a squad in Denver, uh, which will be fun to watch. They haven't really been fun to watch since Carmelo's been there. Wow, that was a long time ago. A long time ago. And he might be on his third team soon. Uh, at number seven, at number seven, I have the Blazers, just because. Portland. I think CJ and Dame that backcourt. That's a top three backcourt. Definitely. In the league and. They get buckets. Nurkic, like you said, Nurkic, he's gonna with a full season with them. I think they're gonna be able to make the playoffs with that squad. Uh, and then at number eight, I have the Clippers just because Blake's going to be injured. They lost Chris Paul. Uh, gained Gallinari. Uh-huh. They gained Teodosic. Beverly. I I think 
they'll be able to figure it out and slip into the playoffs. Definitely, definitely. And all those players who, you know, got acquired from the Clippers all have something to prove and something to play for. And, you know, Doc being a motivational leader and speaker he is, I think he's going to have him ready. But I'm really, really, really excited to see how this so-called ball movement is going to be with them. And know what's crazy is before I wrap this up is it's always, you know, good to play hypotheticals and say, barring any injuries, barring any injuries. But we have to face the fact that a player, not necessarily a, fa- a favorite player of ours, but star players are going to get injured this year, whether we like it or not. It's just the question of who and for how long and how severity of the injury is going to be. Yeah, you, you don't wish injuries on anybody, but it's kind of a part of the game where you can't you kind of have to like account for it. But hopefully you want everyone to make it through 82 games. But people will probably be resting anyways. Popovich. Popovich. <laughs> He's the one who popularizes. Definitely, man. Kawhi for MVP. Mark my words, you know. He's gonna win MVP. Just that's just a stamp. Unless, unless that's K- your MVP pick. Definitely, unless KD and the Warriors go seventy-four and eight, that's the only reason. That I, yeah, why not? Nobody on the Warriors should win MVP. They got too many good players on one squad. <laughs> I'm gonna just put that out there right now. <laughs> I think Kawhi might win the MVP next season. Why not? He's the best player by far on his team, and the Spurs, if they finish with the second best record in the West, give it to Kawhi, man. You saw that picture of him with uh, practice shorts in the mall, ready to murk anybody who comes for him. He's Kawhi is a robot, man. He's scary. I think I think you got that right. He might be the MVP. Just because I don't see James Harden putting up the same numbers with Chris no, Paul there. Definitely. I don't see Russ putting up the same unless, numbers. Unless unless OKC there. shocks us and get the number two seed, then Russ might win back to back. I don't think he puts up the same numbers with Paul George there though. Yeah, I think Just he's, because he's uh, it's gonna take away from his touches a little bit. Yeah, you know? he, he definitely has to can they coexist together though? Or is it are we gonna see the evolution of Russell Westbrook's game, which is, you know, playing alongside another all-star well we know he can but when it matters the most it's it's that my turn your turn mentality and he try you know he, he gets everyone disengaged so i'm really anxious to see how that pairing works off but i i think they'll work better than cp3 and 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 james harden yeah uh no i i don't know that that's a that's a tough one to call right off the bat but obviously defensively cp3 is better than Russ, and then defensively, I think Paul George is obviously better than James Harden. But overall, I don't know. That's tough. It's gonna be a, f- a fun season for sure. Amazing, amazing season. And one thing I want to say before I give my leaving words: Kawhi is better than KD. I don't know, man. Dude, wow. dude, dude, dude. KD was is on the Warriors. He has other All Stars. Like, but KD wasn't putting up numbers before. He won't. He won't put up numbers. All right. If you, if you look at their whole body of work, yeah. But I'm talking about now. I I, I just think Kawhi is better. Better two way player. Better two way player. They put up the same numbers offensively. And see, we can't we can't even say this because Kawhi got injured. I'm got so mad. Injured, Kawhi got man. injured against the Warriors. Zaza Pachulia, dirty ass player. They resigned him just because he's gonna do the dirty work for him. But um. Oh, that's an interesting topic. I think 
Kawhi might win the MVP though over KD or anybody else next season. So maybe you have a point. Who knows? But just right now, it sounds so weird to say because you just saw KD. You know what I'm saying? Drill threes in LeBron's face. Yeah, I, I honestly believe even if the Spurs beat the Warriors this past season, I feel like the Spurs are still going to beat the Cavs. I don't. I don't think LeBron got lucky with the whole Jesus with Jesus Shuttlesworth shot, but I just feel like. Coach Pop just is great at playing mind games against him. And I think Kawhi would have really disrupted or made it hard for – he would have definitely made it harder for – like LeBron would have put up numbers, but he would have struggled to get those numbers as opposed to the Warriors. No one on the Warriors can guard him. Uh, are you talking about Kawhi or LeBron? Oh, Kawhi going up against Bron. I think Kawhi would have got the best of him. I think, I think you might be right. I think you might be right. We'll see. I it's Kawhi's also younger, so second coming of, of MJ slash Kobe dog, just more efficient than Kobe at least. Oh uh, yeah, I like the way he plays. Uh, and obviously on the defensive end, he's a and he's it's a crazy. Too. We have no more hand checking right now in this era, and he still is a great defender. Imagine if we had hand checking with his defense. Like he may be the best on ball defender of all time when it's all said and done. He really does disrespect players, though. Like I saw. Him stripped the ball from I forget who it was, but he stripped the ball from one player on back-to-back possessions, and I was just like, "God damn, level, of di- <laughs> level of disrespect." Yeah. And without changing emotion, his face was just the same. Just went up with the one-handed dunk and didn't change it. Yeah, he's like, he's all. like, he's like a mix of Kobe, Kobe's you know style of play, with a little bit of energy with the mid-range. And then Tim Duncan's demeanor with no emotion, nothing. Yeah, Tim Duncan's demeanor. Oh, but hopefully we get to see a side of Kawhi this season where he does show a little bit of emotion just because we, we want to see that passion for the game, you know? And maybe, maybe that's what the sports writers want to see too because they, <laughs> they vote on the MVP, you know? So who knows? He definitely has numbers to get there. Well, I mean, you look back at it, Tim Duncan, like we said, show he showed a little bit of emotion, slightly, but he still won two MVPs. So um I think Kawhi, we're gonna see a big step in his playmaking abilities this year. And he may go for thirty points a game this year. But then again, Rudy Gay did come, so he's gonna take some pressure off of him. But then again, Tony Parker's hurt, so someone else has to score more. So we're gonna see how that's going. But Omar Kellerman, thanks for being on the 17th episode today. Any last words you want to say before I wrap it up? Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Um, I don't really want to say anything else, but, you know, just keep fighting the good fight, guys. Definitely, man. Thanks, man. And don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, pretty, pretty soon, pretty, 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 pretty soon, going to move to video just trying to think of my whole creative direction of how i want everything set up but just be on the lookout for that it's gonna have i'm gonna have a promo video for that too and just thank you guys for listening to episode 17 of the season show make sure to subscribe to me on itunes podcast and also i'm available on soundcloud and on itunes uh podcast leave a stellar comment and rate it a five star and i hope you guys enjoyed this show i'm out it would look like I was left off of bamboo. It would look like I was left off of bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>